Look at me. What you perceive creates an illusion of who I am. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. These arms hold the weight of my ambition. These hands craft efficiency. I build machines that gather light and give energy to my needs. Solar panels that power to make our future green. You don't know me. You just see me. My fingers are on the pulse of man's quest. I build robotics to inform what's next. And these innovations lie our success. You don't know me. I will belong to no limits. I code, I build, I create, I make. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. But you will. Today, we talk R.I.P. Tommy Ford, Dr. Dre, Azalea Banks, Janet Jackson, Little Mix Strippers, Racist Senate Promises, Snakes on a Plane, Prices Right, and more on today's Headlines with Headliners. Stay tuned. Hey. You don't know me. You don't know me. No, you don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. You may see me, but you, you don't know you me. You think you know me, but you have no idea. You, you don't have know no me. Idea. Oh my, the, yo, that commercial was powerful. Oh I like that gosh. a lot. Like, I build robotics and things that bring light to my future. It was. Yeah. It made me feel like I might have to go Verizon right now. Man, I really. It was a good. You know when a commercial really makes it happen. That's all. That commercial was everything. Hey. You gotta do the face too. Like you gotta dance with your face. Like. Hey. Hey. So, you started off talking about syphilis. We were talking. About, I was like, something about syphilis. Start the show with no, syphilis. I need to know what the. There was a syphilis story coming to play. It wasn't a syphilis story coming to play. You said that I was always sick, and yeah. then you joked and said, "Next, you're gonna say syphilis. syphilis." And then you were like, "Funny, you mentioned that." I was just gonna say that I have been having an extreme infection, a regular, a natural infection. Oh, and my woo-ha, which yeah. women get when yeast it's hot. infection. Yeah, a yeast so. infection. That's actually a thing, and it's actually yeast infections are scary to me because they are like basically mini STDs in a way. Like no, they not, are though. No, they don't. And no. I'll, t- I'll tell you why because they have the symptoms, right? <laughs> they have the symptoms of STD. So the first girls never think they just have a yeast no. infection. They always jump to you gave me chlamydia. Like that's <laughs> the way it goes. It's never like oh maybe my natural chemistry is unbalanced nope. right now due to natural nope. production of yeast. You know? Oh no, I went. I was in Planned Parenthood. Cussing. I made them give me <laughs> medicine that was. F- it's fine. Okay, so everybody assumes it's something else. Everyone I was like, I want them. the medicine for something else, and we'll wait for the test results to come back. And then, of course, they were negative. And then they were like, well, maybe you have a, a UTI. So then I took the medicine. This is the type of shit I go through the medicine for urinary tract infection. Then I was like, I am on fire. It's week number three. I'm dying. And then it was, it was a yeast infection. Yes. That's a very a, common yes. blatant yeast infection. <laughs> Monostat it up and get over it. But no one ever goes that way i'm telling you girls always jump to that conclusion it is and it's even worse if you have more than one person because you're like damn who 
am I about to blame this? Oh <laughs> my gosh! It's like you're playing whoever dealt it, whoever smoked it, dealt it with your vagina. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's why. That's why we have this show headlines with headliners. I'm Teron Von Gosry. Please find me at I am Teron uh, across the board social media. Nate Jackson is not here, so I'm filling in as lead host. And of course, we have the beautiful co-host. Hey guys, it's your girl Kanisha Bussabust here, sitting here each free. Yo, she's looking uh, very dapper today. Thank you. You're looking very, very mamacita-ish. It's hey. very nice. It's the rose. It's the hair. It's the you have a whole vibrancy to your to your body. Maybe it's the yeast uh, medicine. I Maybe could be that. Medicine. It is. I'm all cleansed. You're now. cleansed right now. <laughs> That's be. the thing. I'm I'm just so glad. Look, sometimes, most of the time, this is why I believe that God is a man because we don't go through nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm not. There's no head popping out of my. <laughs> popping out of my genitalia there's just like i don't go through anything when it compared to and i die earlier so i die right before it's about to get bad bad. you see like (laughs) we're here grandmothers are always outlasting everybody grandmas live forever and i'm glad they do because we need we all need some grandmas in the world yes we do you know but when it comes to death unfortunately as the comedy uh community we experienced a very harsh death over the weekend uh, going into the week we start off the show on a very somber note one of our own comedian brother actor philanthropist um, motivational speaker father Tommy Ford passed away from a ruptured aneurysm in his abdomen best known for his role as Tommy on the hit 90s show Martin of course Ford was also a regular on New York Undercover and in the classic film Harlem Nights amongst many others Uh, make them laugh in heaven Tommy you know, I absolutely. I just want to go. We we miss you, dog. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's was, real, though. I um I fortunate enough. My very first film, I got to work with him, and then he put me in another one of his films. And he's just an amazing dude, and he's such a. Uh, it's so cool to grow up watching and loving somebody, and then being able to meet them. And you know, growing up, they always go, "You don't want to meet who you idolize in Hollywood. They're not the same." Oh my God, he was just so humble, and he ended up mentoring me on a lot of things, and he was just an incredible man. And this just absolutely was a shock to everybody. So, I mean, I've never yeah. met Tommy Ford, so I, I can't speak on him on a personal level. As a fan of Martin, of course, growing up in the 90s, that's what we did. We yeah. watched Martin. There were there were some shows you had to watch. You had to watch Fresh Prince. Yes. You had to watch Martin. You had to watch In Living Color. Like, these were shows that... It, yes. And you had to watch Saved <laughs> by the Bell. Those four shows made your life. They, yes. they created who I am as a person. So I grew up watching Tommy, of course, on TV. I never met the gentleman. I do hear a lot of good things, especially now post-mortem, but I heard so many good things while he was alive about him, how kind and gentle of a man he Mm -hmm. was and how helpful he was to a lot of people in the community. I never got to experience that firsthand because a lot, uh, and what I'm saying that for is because a lot of times we notice that in death, all of a sudden, monsters become angels. Like all of a sudden, it's like, he's such a good man. Like if I die and someone says, oh, he was so nice, they're lying to you. I am not a nice person, okay? I'm an ass. We know this, my mom knows this, my dad knows this, my third grade teacher, Miss Wilson, who actually called me an ass in class, (laughs) knows this. Like this is just how it works. So when people pass, we always talk about them, of course, with respect, but that respect crosses the line into make-believe and and creating something that wasn't actually there. With this gentleman, with Tommy, I feel like no matter what people are saying, it's not even as much as what they were saying when he was alive. Like, they always talked really well about this person. Even his ex-wife spoke on how highly of a good father he was to their children. Or I don't know if they were ex-wife, but I think that was the situation. So, Man. Yeah, I, look, I just 
Look Damn. at that smile. That and, oh, he had an affections laugh too. Yeah, but he didn't have a job though. Oh man, Tommy didn't have a job. <laughs> we never, like, we never really knew what Tommy did. You know, they said eventually, like, I guess he was supposed to be a counselor of some sort. Oh really? But I mean, the point was, it was really funny to me is that he didn't have a job. Yeah. And to this day, now and now we'll never know because you want to hear it out of his mouth. So that's he has a job making people laugh in heaven. I guess. I mean, that that's the, the thing. That's the thing. And then uh, I mean, Martin had Martin. I I want to know if Martin and Tommy were close at the end. I, I'm interested. We we haven't really heard a lot because people are just like letting. The, it was such a sudden death. Yes. He was only what fifty two yep. something like that. Um, it was such a sudden death that people are like kind of being very respectful. So yes. usually TMZ and everyone's not, but this time for whatever reason, and maybe it's his character, they're being very respectful. We're not getting a lot of juicy details about him or his life. Uh, we do know that Cole was there at his deathbed. Yeah, when he was there, and then his family like let TMZ and everyone know. Well, I think all them guys are pretty close because the movie that um, that Tommy had wrote and put me in, Cole was actually uh, my husband in the movie at first. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and then the, we ended up switching roles and Joanna Man it was my ex-husband. It was crazy. But okay. So they were really good friends still and Martin had put something out saying that he was his brother. He loved him. Like, it was, you know, a friendship more than just work. So I feel like them guys were all pretty much pretty close. I wonder where them. Tisha Campbell's going to fit in in all this because oh, yeah. there was a problem. Yeah. There were problems on set with Martin and Tisha and there was a lot of hot fire there. Yeah. And I don't know where Tommy fit in like you know the age before social media we didn't get all these little juicy details yeah. that we get now like we get everything up to date by the second and we know what's going on people go off on twitter and then boom this is what happens but at that time in the 90s it wasn't like that no. and there was a lot of drama trust me because we act like drama just got invented no, in 2010 it's been out it's been out so tisha and martin had their problems and i wonder where tisha fit in and uh who's the other young lady that's on uh, that Pam. show yeah, Pam. Like, I just wonder how it all fits. And I hope that, you know, this picture of Martin that we have up on the screen, I hope that's how they attend the funeral. Yes, which you I know? think they will because and just to honor what type of man Tommy was, he knows that he they would have wanted them guys all to come together for his funeral. So I think they'll all come show up and, you know, won't have any drama. And he was on a uh, Bill Bellamy show, too, Who Got Jokes. Oh, something? he was on Who Got Jokes. My favorite role of Tommy. Remember Class Act? A lot class of people don't remember act. he was in Class Act. Ooh, good yes. one. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, he's been around. I, I, I absolutely adore Tommy. So, rest in peace, and we appreciate everything you've contributed to the game. I would say let's have a moment of silence, but I don't think that's what any comedian would want. No. We want, like, a round of applause. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One last, one last standing O yes. for you, Tommy, for it. Thank you for giving us years of... Uh, joy honestly honestly yeah, yes story number two we go on to some more drama like actual drama okay. some real drama the nwa biography straight out of compton was a worldwide successful box office hit with over 200 million dollars but it seems it didn't tell the whole story so mm -hmm. lifetime basically did what it always does uh especially best it does this yes. best is create its own biopic over yes. whatever the situation is and made surviving compton this one telling the story from the point of view of michelle toussaint who was there from the beginning even and michelle's if michelle you remember a. is it michelle michelle, michelle a. A. is that how she goes yes wow. michelle a. yeah we, we get it we get it michelle a. you're black <laughs> so listen uh who she was the one who sang the hook on dr dre's first notice notable hit before you turn off the lights which i remember that song that's like 88 89 and Tassant was also has a child with both Dr. Dre and Shug Knight and Shug Knight which I thought was very interesting and more importantly this version of the movie shows a lot of it doesn't show Dr. Dre in the best light 
okay? It shows his volatile relationship with a lot of different women, including the depiction of the infamous beatdown of hip-hop TV personality and Pump It Up host, D. Barnes, yeah. which wasn't in the original, of course. Uh, a lot of people were upset that it was absent, and Dr. Dre has been all over Twitter because of this. Oh, Black Twitter tore him apart, but it's crazy because a lot of people are trying to say Michelle A. came with this because of the success of Straight Outta Compton, but Michelle A. has been going around telling this story forever. She has been working on this way before they started working on Straight Outta Compton. Um, I actually had the uh, pleasure of interviewing her over on Sirius XM and got a lot of, you know, we talked about a lot of this because it's like, oh, you got babies by both. You know, you want to get in deep, but she's always been very vocal about the abuse that she had with um, Dr. Dre and uh, it's funny because everybody's acting like they didn't know when I seen Straight Outta Compton everybody was like where's Michelle A they took her out and she was a big part of NWA minus the drama that they had she was a big part and they just completely stripped her from the movie you know what I'm saying they stripped her is it because Dr. Dre did not want her in the movie and this is the part I don't know and even watching the movie I was like wow they're not gonna have her in here at all they're not gonna mention her at all she was a huge part of that and even Hmm. if they took away I don't know if you could show her without showing the actual abuse because that's part of the relationship of why she she wasn't there you know I don't know that that part I nobody really knows but they came hard with this they got all the details in this I mean there was this one scene where Dr. Dre's like drunk he's coming over at night and you think he's coming over to get some yeah and he just beats her like he doesn't even hit he just beats her and it's like it's disturbing yeah like it's disturbing it crosses line because I, I'm very sensitive to um violence against women yes and a lot of people always think it's like a thing like maybe it has to do with my family life or something but men should be against violence against yeah women, i mean so. it does have to do with my family life actually and that's something i don't talk about a lot because my dad actually is like the nicest man on the planet and so he treated my mom so well yeah that i don't know anything, anything else. else to compare it to like my dad was it like to the point where it's actually annoying <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. annoying like we get it you're married <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we get it oh there, your mom just loves it <laughs> it's not even it's not a holiday you're bringing flowers bro calm down like we oh, get it you appreciate what m- my mom does we get it so m- myself and my brother and my sister were raised with this making my sister unruly to deal with yes. to be honest because she just expects every man to treat her like a king you know and her like a queen and then um uh, to be a king and her like a queen and then my brother is just like almost too nice to girls where he gets used yeah. i feel like he, he he's had two girlfriends all right yeah he's had two girlfriends and one and then and then he he was with her since eighth grade and then like two years ago they broke up and now he's dating another person it's like really bro i love it you got your family just raised my standards Really, bro. Like, I mean, oh. really, like, but it's it's a yeah. thing. So it bothered me. It bothered me. Like, as a man, we we're supposed to protect women, and yes. I'm not saying look, gender equality and all that is amazing, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a sense of chivalry that should run and course through the blood of all men. Yeah, be a gentleman, you know, gentle man, and that's the concept. Is that because just because you're stronger doesn't mean you're supposed to use it. It's even stronger when you don't use it. When you it. don't, and you can restrain Walking yourself. Away. Not only that, Michelle A is this big. Dre was 
big compared to her. It doesn't oh, matter the size, now. but he's, he's kind he's, of a big dude. He's big. And one of the things, uh, I don't know if I can say this, that they try to water over the thing. Say it. Is um, Michelle was about 14, 15 when like, she started coming around. And they tried to cover up the fact of how young she really was. Oh, because. When, yeah. You know what? But when it comes to the hood, I think the hood rules about that are a little are different. Are very different. They're different. Very different. Because if that was like, look, look, when you're in like, when you're in like the suburbs or the, let's let's call it what it is. The white neighborhood, if you're like a 20 dating like a 17 or a 16 year old, it's wrong. Yeah. It's pl- flat out wrong. Like, you're doing some, people are upset. And if you're black dating a white girl, you're done. You're yeah, in jail. Yeah, you're finished. Uh, you're going to jail for something. But in the hood, I feel like 22-year-old dating a 16-year-old Okay, so let me, like my boyfriend was 20 years old when I was 15 and a half. That's why I lost my virginity too. But that was my boyfriend. Boy, like, there was no... And nobody even said Nobody, anything. that was it. My mom knew him. That, like, that was that. I mean, it's. I feel like it's, a, it's different. I don't know why that's. it's okay or if, like, I don't know why we think it's okay because it's still not, yeah. technically speaking, but... It's just there's a certain type of maturity that comes and then a lack of maturity on the other hand. Yeah. Comes, so it kind of mingles. We're mingles. about the same age. Like me at 15 and a half was him at 20. Exactly. So we kind of we It kind of worked. Yeah. yeah. And it's just interesting because, you know, that plays a part. And this was something that wasn't depicted in the movie. And it's probably because of all the implications, like legal implications. Yes. There's other, you know, Carl, did you know that Carl Malone has a child with a woman, okay, that he he totally denies he denies his child, even though it's clearly his blood yeah. relative. They they have the test, and at the time she got pregnant, she was like thirteen or fourteen. See, that's crazy. Like, and yeah. we just don't talk about it. Like people just don't talk about. It. Once again, going to the social media aspect because if that was around at this time, Woo! things would have been totally different. It would things would have been, yeah. been totally different. Justin Bieber can't even fart without like <laughs> without somebody knowing million. what's going yeah. on. So it's like look at Chris Brown's life. Like really, like Chris Brown, Chris Brown, Rihanna. That was like a huge yeah. deal. And it was not. This was like Michelle Lay's. Uh, this was the up. Tina Turner and Ike situation. But what's crazy about this was threw a lot of people off because Dre is depicted as this sweet, you know, loving guy, and to see him in this light, and you would think Suge, who is this super violent and everything else, was really good to her, though. That's you know what I'm saying? So that flip was very. Even though interesting. there was a problem with I their mean, marriage, like there he was, was yeah. he was shady on the marriage side, but he treated her really well. Yeah, as far as you know, with the physical abuse, the mental, all these other things. So it's just crazy to kind of see that 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 flip and to have yeah, it's you know. an interesting dichotomy and actually Dr. Dre in this movie is played by my really good friend Curtis Hamilton and tell him I said is, hello because he was looking too good calm down Damn, bro. Hey, Cur- Curtis, you can come Curtis, beats on me anytime we play ball we play ball and uh, Curtis is actually a really good friend of mine good dude really nice dude I was like wow hey this is when I found out Curtis you can act because honestly he's a sweet yeah. nice guy who's a family person, if you even have his Instagram, sometimes you just want to write throw up because he'll be like, this is me and my sis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, me and mom day. Yeah, like, oh it's like, gosh. okay, calm down. We just seen you beat Michelle. Yeah, like, stop lying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that really happened. So if you haven't seen the movie, I would suggest you check it out. Yeah. And of course, there was the D Barnes incident, which was oh, a yeah. big thing that happened. Everyone knew and it was a big deal. And people used to laugh about it in the 90s. Uh, I yeah. don't know how this played, you know? I don't know how this played out, but it's interesting watching. But they were NWA. I mean, yeah. niggas with attitudes. They like, had a lot of attitudes. You already know what it is. Like, did you not listen to the music? Like, <laughs> Michelle A., did you not hear the lyrics before? You know what I'm saying? That's like if you if you, if you you date Drake and then they're like, I can't believe he cheated on me. Come on now. Really? Like, Come yo, on now. Exactly. Come on now. Story number three. Okay, more male abuse 
This time, Twitter troll, blogger, and alleged uh. rapper Azalea Banks claims that Russell Crowe attacked her, okay, choked her, and called her the N-word as he forcefully removed her from his hotel suite at an after party that she came to as a plus one of super producer RZA. Russell Crowe and guests deny all allegations and say that it was Azalea Banks that displayed erratic behavior. As usual, Banks took to Facebook to address her concerns and the message shown here. So if we can just show that message. Uh, to recap my night, I went to a part which she means a party, at Russell Crowe's suite, at which he called me a nigger, choked me, threw me out, and spat at me. Last night was one of the hardest nights of sleep I've had in a long time. The men in the room allowed it to happen. I feel terrible today. <sighs> when I seen this at first, sometimes you think people have been hacked, hey, when you see something like this. And then I was like, oh, this might be real. And then I realized it was Azealia Banks. And that's, if this happened, let me say this, right? if this happened, this was completely wrong. This, but she, I feel like she's always in the middle of something and she's always putting dubs on a situation. And she, so I'm, I really want to know what happened because I, I immediately I want to go see and everybody's saying, well, it was her and they're denying it. But because so many people don't like her, if I had a party, somebody came through acting stupid and I put hands on them, all my people in the party are going to be like, nah, Kanisha didn't do nothing. Hold please. Now, let me, let me tell you the other side of the story. There's two sides to every yes. story and then there's the truth, right? Yes. So the Russell Crowe version, it was about 10 so people at this party. They were, Russell Crowe was playing music that he liked. Azalea Banks started making fun of the music Which that he was I, listening she to. does. Started making fun of the people there, making fun of white people, saying like derogatory things towards white. Was, and even according to RZA, she was the one that used the N-word. And she was removed by Russell Crowe because of her erratic behavior, but not there was no choking or spitting or any of that. He just simply was like, you need to leave. And he tried to like push her out because she refused to leave. And I can see her fighting back at the, get off me. Just That's just the type of person she is and yelling and being overboard. So it's it's like, where, where's the middle ground of what really happened? Because I don't think it was that gentle of a removal either. Somebody acting a fool at your party, you're not just, all right, come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, of course. That's I not, think like know? he... he probably helped her but I don't think it was a hitting I think it was just a grab and pull like a bouncer would yeah. you know what I'm saying he's not hitting her he just kicked her out because I do feel like RZA would step up yeah. I think out of everyone there that the RZA would have just stepped up and been like hey what he did was wrong Yeah. and RZA is not really taking he's not speaking up but he's not specifically taking Azealia Banks aside and he did end up staying like more <laughs> so, so the whole thing is I She's a she's Twitter troll before. That's why she didn't even wasn't able to post this on Twitter. She's removed from Twitter for a, being abusive and being a bully to yeah, other people. Yeah, because she went after that little baby Shay Jackson before, oh but she gosh. ate that little girl ate her alive. Ate though, her, and that's what she gets. But this is what she feeds off every now and then. She falls to you know being irrelevant, which she usually is anyway. Then she'll spark something to to you know what I'm saying. That that's what she does. She sparks things. Nate actually wrote was like, I don't even you know, know who, who she, she is. is. Who is she? And it's like, yo, Azalea, if you put in this much effort into making music, oh my gosh, you would be you would be way more famous. Like, I don't know. I only know one song you've ever put out. I don't even 212. know that. I think that's her song. I'm not 100%. I that's don't even it. know. I know she's a supposed rap. I've never heard her rap, but I have watched her do a million interviews talking about how terrible else everybody else is about rapping and how terrible. And I just be like, what does she do? What do you do? What do, what you, do, do? you do? You are you are the Martin Tommy of rap like yeah, right now. Like, what, what do, do you, you do? do? Like where are, put out a song, but I hope this didn't really happen cuz I like Russell Crowe. I'm yes. a gladiator. Come on. I love Russell Crowe. He's a great actor. I don't know. 
I don't know. I wasn't there. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't I don't think believe, it was that extreme, but I don't think it was a, a gentle, when somebody's acting a fool at your house. Russell and you can't say, gently put he, her out anyway, because she's, you know. No one said it was gentle. Okay. See, that's the thing. The one thing that everyone said, they all used the word erratic. And when somebody, Which is yeah. interesting, because it's like, did they all talk about it first, or? Oh, right when they put her out. Like, listen, guys, now, keyword, erratic. She was erratic, <laughs> right, guys? She was erratic. erratic. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I hope, I hope. Russell Crowe didn't do anything or go overboard. And please don't be the the N-word user, Russell Crowe. Even though I, I could see him being that guy. Yeah. I could. But I just don't think... I, I feel like RZA... My my thermometer here is RZA. Yes. That's why. Especially if you put the ER on the end, like she's saying. I don't really see him even sitting back for that. Yeah, so. I don't see... RZA, RZA comes, comes through to me as a very correct... Very yes, like he's the RZA. I mean, yeah, let's be real. On. He's the RZA. He is Wu Tang, you know. And so I just feel like he would have he would have intervened yeah. at that point. And no one and no one did. No one. Intervened. No one intervened, especially. But I feel like he even if he had to intervene, that's your guest. That's when you snatch your guest up too. And like, yo, come on, let's go. I got it. You know, Russ. You know, because when you bring somebody that's acting erratic, now you can't come back. Exactly. So I gotta step in and be like, oh, it's time. Why? And here's the thing, Azalea Banks. You're you're you know who the anti Azalea Banks is right now. Tiana Taylor. Oh, yes. And she's killing it. I mean, that video with Kanye, that, oh, that, that Bonnie, that little dance mode, it was amazing. But yeah. I didn't like, add 10 minutes to my workout because oh of that video. Gosh. Let me get an extra 10 Ridiculous. in. Ridiculous. So <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's not true, but Azalea Banks, your credibility, you you are the girl who cried wolf way too many yes. times. So I'm sorry. We just don't believe you. I don't believe you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And more importantly, get a job. Um, story number four. We move on now to people who actually do real music, a okay. real music diva, and rightfully so, megastar Janet Jackson, hey, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, uh, has announced via People Magazine exclusive that she is pregnant at the right yes. age of 50 years old and is expected to have her first baby with her now husband, billionaire, Wassam Al-Manna. Uh, interesting side note, Wassam used to date my cousin really for a long time in DC and uh I I've, I've known him you know like I've known Wasam 20 years wow. like I don't know him through like yes. we don't keep in touch but you know. I knew him 20 years ago we used to hang out a lot which is interesting so and now that's Janet Jackson that's baby Janet Daddy. Jackson's boo and I I mean I don't know how Jermaine Dupree feel about this but <laughs> but yo she's pregnant and it's she's 50 which is crazy. Which I hope, gives me so much hope. I got because I was gonna freeze my eggs. So. I mean, yeah, but she also she's fifty and has a billionaire husband. I mean, she they could have froze the eggs inside her yeah. vulva. Like it's like she they could have done anything. I don't know. I just hope that the baby's healthy. Yeah, uh, I definitely hope that. You know what's so crazy about this? I wasn't sure if she was really pregnant, so I was glad to see this picture because you know people have surrogates and act like mm-hmm. that, and I was like, there's no way she's pregnant. She's pregnant. There's no way, like, but this, she, you can see it in her face. You can't even bump. fake the baby weight in her face you know what I'm saying and she's never looked look I don't know what it is about pregnant women but some pregnant women when they get that hormonal glow it's so attractive she's never looked more beautiful to me because before Two, I can only see Janet Jackson as two things. I can only see her as Penny from Good Times. Oh, yeah. And I used to love Penny. You <laughs> yes. know what I'm saying? Got beat by her mom and then moved in with Valona. With yes. That was a big deal. And then I could only see her as Michael Jackson. Like, she looked so much like Michael Jackson, it was just unattractive to me. I, I just didn't you. find it. She was like a darker-skinned Michael Jackson. With you. a very great complexion, but it was just a dark... Like, she looks like Michael. But right now, as a mom, I don't know that weight, the breasts. I don't know what it is. It's something 
something about her face. It's a glow. It's the glow because it's what you amazing. Have to you're, you're giving birth. That's there's life within you. That's a miracle. Like that's just something so beautiful. Her hair. To do. Look at her. Oh no, she's she happy. Looks, she looks beautiful. She looks so, so happy. I'm glad she's happy with a billionaire Wasam Almana who has all this like. He he's in the Middle East. I mean, and I need me a Middle Eastern boo. I'll take a broke one. I just like them. Yo, I'm telling you, the way they a lot of girls get hung up because the way we treat women, okay, is different. It's almost addicting, right? Addicting. So it is. It is a little addicting. I, I promise you, if you if you date a Middle Eastern person, if you've ever known anyone that has, they'll always like they'll even with the hate, there's still passion and love. Yeah. Like they'll still say, you know what's actually interesting about that? So my dad and my mom have been together for 30 years plus right yeah there is a young lady there's a young lady who uh she's not so young now but she used to date my father before my father got with my mom and this is over 30 years ago and she still hits me up and says how much of a mistake it was that she like broke up and that she she really still like she keeps up with me and my life and just you're supposed to be her son she's like y'all know it's supposed to be my son yeah she really feels like like some type of way and i just think that's interesting and i mean it's just a is she trying dynamic. to get with you though? Because I mean, you know, sometimes no. it's the remix. No, like, no, no. She, the... she, she has a son of her own, and her son's about my age, and she okay. just thinks of me. She's like a she. She's very motherly towards me and loving, yeah. and is amazing. She's an amazing woman. Like she, she's a surrogate in a lot of ways. Yeah. But she reconnected with me on Facebook and just felt that way. And I was like, that's a very interesting. It is, but when you love somebody too, you'll love their children. So it's like she probably still loved your dad so much, and it's like, oh, she really look, does. You know? She really still does. It's just interesting. I, f- I feel like there a lot of people always talk about I- Italians or French lovers. I think Middle Eastern lovers are... Cause, but you know what? You guys don't ever get the sexy, loving rap. Like you said, don't. you're never... That's not... You don't ever put those two together. But then Middle Eastern men be fine. Yo, when you catch them, I mean, in LA, it's known. Like, they a lot of Ooh. these girls go crazy with the Persian guys and then stay wanting to be crazy. Yeah. And like addicted, like they go from Persian guy to Persian guy in a way. And it's actually really interesting. It's just interesting, and a lot of times, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern people just stay with themselves, yeah. ultimately. So it's it's. I love the fact that they're basically having a little Tehran. They oh, are having a little Tehran. They're having a little, uh, you know, they're having a little Mecca. You know, look at that. Exactly, he a Riyadh. Is cute too. I mean, I don't think in that. He used to be a good-looking guy. Like younger was younger was Sam was like. Because he was, like, stylish and he had yeah. money. And especially in D.C., we don't have all the ballers that people have here. Yeah. We have, like, a lot of middle class, upper middle class. But he was balling in D.C. when people weren't balling. So he had a lot of style and stuff. And uh, my cousin Tabby, who dated him, is, like, real interesting. She probably didn't want me to say her name, but oh, well. And but can you even be mad? It's like Janet Jackson is with my man. Like, exactly. Like, well. And she has a great resume. And, and it's funny because she doesn't even go after guys like that. And she doesn't utilize the money. That's actually what they broke up over is Wasam was always trying to buy her stuff and she wouldn't accept it. So it it uh, it, yeah, it bothered that, his, yes. him, his, his ego. His ego and he didn't like it. And he, that's what they fought over. So it's just interesting. Which is crazy because anything he can buy, Janet can buy. So, oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. That's one hell of a... Yeah, but it helps when you have a billion. It helps. That billion well, helps. I I'm cannot, trying to see what that's like. Wait, I cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, story number five. Teen Idols Little Mix, a uh, British group, are in hot water for their performance and outfits on X Factor UK. The British girl group has been slammed recently for being too provocative. Even Mel B of the former Spice Girls saying the group is too provocative for her seven-year-old. The group who shot to fame on the family show were blasted for wearing too revealing clothes and were even called prostitutes. 
by many of the viewers who changed the channel, causing a mid-slide in ratings. Here is a clip of their performance. This song goes to... What's the song? It's called something so, about the X. Yeah. Is she talking about the X? Yeah, listen to it. It's, I love it. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of cute, though. They're very cute. I, I mean, I mean, cute. I mean, like, I mean, like, yo. All right, let's play the clip. Thank you. Let's get that. Because this is just, I mean, and the thing about their outfit is, honestly, I saw it and I didn't think it was that bad. They're cute. I mean, I think they're really cute. Okay, this is the situation um, for people to call them prostitutes. One, look, there's no breast. There, there's not breast jumping everywhere. The only one is kind of like in the pink bathing suit, and that's barely that. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's I mean, I think cut. they had a problem with the uh, in the black bathing suit too. Like probably because of the that one is a little hip. hippie. But if it was hippie and it was super low, because even where it's low cut, the breasts are covered. They so are. you know what I'm saying? So if she wouldn't have put the black thing under, and it would have just been all boobs. I can see that. I'm laughing because the girl, which I'm assuming she's black or mm-hmm. at least mixed, <laughs> she's the most covered up. Like the boots go all the way up, and she got the long shirt on. And she actually looks the cutest to me personally yes. like that's the kind of girl that I would go for in on the low like in order I would go not that you asked but yes. <laughs> I would go black then pink top black shorts with the brown hair and then black black uh thighs. Hip, hip yeah Hippie. black thighs and then the one in the middle last that's just my personal taste should I be be looking at these girls I don't even know if they're 18 I hope they are I think they are I hope they are I hope they're 18 yes. if they're not 18 then uh, we take it back we'll go with the dancers yeah. in the back <laughs> yeah but I mean I think they're 18 and do I think that this is appropriate for kids mm, probably not but neither is Rihanna Beyonce nobody I was like, gonna this say is this is that this doesn't compare to a lot of the stuff that I've even seen just on Instagram I mean even the Kylie. one that has the little pink thing on then she has a coat in the back so her booty's not out I feel like they did a very good well of balancing being covered up and being sexy at the same time even the one that has the, the little or then she put the jacket on so there's things that and they have the high boots I don't know I just feel like this you could go to the beach and see somebody and less than this you I'm, know what I'm saying maybe maybe it's because we have an American sense of sensibility when it comes to these things and we're exposed to a lot more but you would think the English are yeah have you seen some of their commercials yeah, they're oh about S&M gosh. like every, yeah. everyone's getting spanked like and would you like some Sprite Mm-mm. like yo you're not allowed to do that yeah that's true you know but I mean that's how it is. Wellington, I guess, found this very offensive. Yeah, this. I'm just trying to figure out the, the prostitute to my seven-year-old daughter. And uh, Spice Girls got some goddamn nerves. Especially they, the oh Spice Girls. Mel B, who can get it, by the yes. way? Uh, oh, my daughter can't watch this. Well, there was a time where people were saying that about you guys. 100%. For, you know, for their kids. Uh, and if your seven-year-old can't and that watch was it, then. she can't watch it. That and that was, was then. then. This is like, con- the- like I don't want to, this is, I don't know whose fault it is. But I remember there was a time, there was a movie called Showgirl. Yes. And it was rated it was rated X. It was rated NC17. It was just out it was just they ruined the, Jesse Spano. It was a porn. 
Now they just play it on TBS. Yeah, like it's <laughs> on a not- day where like it's, and it's full full content, like it's nothing during the day. Yes, you right after saying? saying by the bed. Yeah, it's exactly. like, oh, you want to see what Jesse did after she took that speed? <laughs> nothing. Like <laughs> we listen to songs as uh, people eating booty like groceries, and you yeah. have a problem with this? What this is? That's absolutely crazy to me. That's I I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's as bad as when I read exactly. the story versus when I seen it. Be- and again, I think a number one thing has to do with the boobs. They did a very good job of covering. I feel like. Their, their private my thing is first of all women should be allowed to own their sexuality and yes. wear whatever they want as men we should, if we're looking at then it's our fault like we don't have to look at them lustfully uh, women can just be beautiful like art second yes. of all I do think that if you don't like your seven year old watching things like this then don't let yourself your and seven year old shouldn't have access to whatever it is I mean I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons you know what I'm saying <laughs> or really? I wasn't allowed to watch Married with Children I'll tell you that there was oh, a time because that was like it was pushing <laughs> the border there right so it's just like we should control our kids more I understand the concern but compared to everything else that's out this is harmless this is this is in the same line but maybe this was a publicity stunt because I didn't know who Little Mix was until this. Me neither. And now I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, Little shout Mix. Shout out to my, my ex. ex. I'm yeah. about to be bumping Little Mix. Taylor Swift wrote that song. I Probably. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Story number six. Trump obviously isn't the only racist Republican in this race. In a recent campaign promise, John Garrodes, in an email to NBC, the Republican running to represent the 30th state Senate district in New York promised to hand out watermelon and KFC at his next event that takes place on 125th Street in Harlem. Yeah. Garrodes went unchallenged for his candidacy and currently is in third place, but with only 4.6% of the votes. Side note to this, he actually was getting arrested uh, <laughs> yesterday uh, for a scam, for a, real, uh, from, for a renting scam that they alleged that he did. But he is still running. A lot of Republicans have recently, after all this, the rest especially yes. have distanced themselves from him and his campaign. Okay, can I go on record and say watermelon and chicken is the most played out racist comment in the... I'm tired of people using... Just stop. It is the most played out... Okay, we love watermelon and chicken. Watermelon and chicken is bomb as hell. It's hey, delicious. I, I love like, watermelon. Honestly, I want watermelon and KFC. Yes. Actually, I'm not a KFC. Popeye's over KFC uh, that's what I was every say. day. Yes, Popeye's, Popeyes is it. over Spicy. KFC. That's my personal... Unless KFC wants to sponsor our show, and then I'll, I love, love KFC. KFC. But, but it's just like, okay, the, the chicken and watermelon. Like, find a better insult at this point, especially as a comedian. That's like somebody just keep doing the same joke over and over. Hacky. Like, please just stop. Hacky. That's, like, that's even for a Republican, boo. at least Trump's creative. Yes. He's got them building a wall. He's got Mexicans building a <laughs> wall and paying, paying for, for it. Now that's, like, that's, that's, that's a twist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a twist. He didn't yes. say tortilla. He said wall, and you're paying for yes. it with your own dinero. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a twist. That's what I want. I wanted to see something way better than, exactly. than this. this. And is, this is just, it, it's weak. I would have just boo sent the email yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's, ah, people are ridiculous. And everybody has their, you know, I got a joke about everybody in every race. You know, that's it's, it's just a hacky, it's a hacky, a hacky joke. And I mean, there are time and place for hackiness. And this is the Republican Senate race is probably not one of no, those. No, not at all. This is my opinion. Hope he tells it in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so what you say about jail. that watermelon? So <laughs> apparently he's been trying to rent out a apartment space, getting deposits, and then just not renting it out oh and gosh. keeping the deposits from at least ten complaints. Oh, he needs to bleep the wolf. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't get white privilege. And honestly, he kind of looked black. I was like, gonna say he looked like he looks, he's mixed half Latino. He's, he's something. something. Yeah. You know what would be really funny is while while he while. I got a mumble deep it happens sometimes. 
during his stay in jail, mm-hmm. they should just bring him chicken and watermelon. <laughs> Somebody should just <laughs> bring him meal. the chicken and watermelon. Hilarious. Yes. Seedless Hilarious. watermelon. <laughs> uh, seedless watermelon, by the way, cultivated in Iran. True story. Pushing their culture. <laughs> uh, story number seven. A Delta plane crew almost let mm-hmm. a passenger die when they refused to believe that African-American doctor Tamika Cross was actually a doctor. Real story. Delta flight DL-945 was panicked when an unresponsive passenger caused commotion amongst the flight crew. The crew refused to acknowledge Dr. Cross, raising her hand when asked uh, for any doctors on the plane. Then... Uh, a flight crew member actually patronized her by saying, oh no, sweetie, put your hand down. We are looking for actual phys- actual physicians or nurses or some type of medical personnel. We don't have time to talk to you. That was actually, that's what she I says they said. Yes. Dr. Cross tried to explain that she was a doctor, but the flight crew questioned and interrogated her, asked her for credentials. And uh, in the process, they did not... Uh, they did not do this when an older white gentleman came nope, up. No, they didn't ask as a for They didn't ask. They were like, "Oh, it was verified," but she saw the whole thing and said they just took his word for it. Uh, Doctor Cross took to Facebook in, an aston- in astonishment and anger with her story. Apparently, she still remained calm while on the plane, which I don't know if I could have. No. Now I don't know if this is a race thing, and I'm gonna tell you why. If you look at her picture, right, this could be one of three things. She's she looks very young. She looked very young. Okay, so that could be an age thing. Uh, Number two, I could also see because she's so good looking. Right. Uh, Sometimes we don't take good looking people to be intelligent people. And I don't mean that just for women. I mean that for men sometimes, too, but especially for women, like a woman with big breasts and a fat ass. I remember there's this one teacher who was great and they were just mocking what she was wearing. And if she was an unattractive teacher, they wouldn't care what she was wearing. Uh, a lot of times things like this play into that and she, because she's attractive or because she's young I hope it's not race or a combination of the three but I fear that it is um, I definitely understand what you're saying and I can take all the, now that you said that I can see all those things playing a reason but I also feel like on top of that I just feel like race was an issue in that as well, well I just do I, I, and that's you know I always feel like I'll that, tell though. you why and I'll put this in perspective myself right so I wear a bathrobe a lot I'm in bathrobe I'm very chill like yeah. club you would never suspect that I have a master's in economics or a Georgetown law degree right right so is it possible if someone questioned me, they'd be like, really? Like, they would question me more than they would someone, whether black or white, dressed up in a suit and tie. Okay, well, I understand that. But if somebody is dying, why would I just stand up and go, I'm a doctor? That's the part that doesn't make sense. A lot of crazies. Sense. There's why a lot of crazies. But she doesn't look crazy. But but then, not only that, after I told you and you asked me, and then I'm continuing to tell you, and you're still treating me with disrespect, that's where it went too far. I feel like if that first interaction, okay, we could get past it. But when you're just like, no, you don't look like a doctor. We're looking for somebody. It's just like, okay, what well, I'm sitting here telling you, I'm not, you know... I'm telling you what's going on. Then somebody else pops up and you go, uh, you don't give them the same harassment that you gave me. And and to further that, I feel like we all kind of do that. We expect our bankers to look a certain way, our doctors to yeah. look a certain way, uh, our lawyers to look a certain way, even the president, you know? And Nate actually, in one of the previous shows, brought up the point, well, what if we made do-rags and saggy pants like a norm? Then people would expect doctors to look like that. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment yet. But I know a million black doctors, so how is this not? Uh, to me, she, you know what I'm saying? 
I mean, look, she does not not look like a doctor to me. Like, she doesn't not... Like, if I said I was a doctor, I could see people being a little more skeptical because of the bathrobe and just yeah. general demeanor. However, when it comes to her, she does look very intelligent looking to me. But why do we even have that stereotype yeah. to begin with? What is intelligent looking? Because there's some smart looking dummies walking yeah, exactly. around. Exactly. You know that saying? is a true there's story. There's some smart looking dummies. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, what I appreciate about this, though, a lot of women doctors and uh, uh, women of color had started uploading their pictures yes. that were doctors and were like, this is what a doctor looks what like. A doctor and there were some like. beautiful women, some young women, some. And I just, I loved it. And they're all standing in support. This is what a doctor looks like. Like it's not just what you think, and I loved it a lot because I saw a lot of black women, yes, uh, beautiful black women who uh, I tried to tweet and be like, "Hey, what's up?" What's up? You? Like, yes. There's a lot of good looking women, and then a lot of like uh, there was a lot of Latinos Latino and women. a lot of Persian yes. women because uh, there's a huge Persian doctor population, and a lot of these Latino women were beautiful as well, yes. and I was like. I love that. I love that these beautiful women are n are not just saying, hey, I'm good looking. They're saying, I'm a good person or I'm intelligent or there's more substance than just the outer beauty. Yes. And not to devalue outer beauty because people always try to do that. Like, oh, it doesn't matter what... Yes, it does. It matters what you look like on the outside just as much as, uh, as it does on the inside. Let's not take away that value. I don't believe in yeah. that either. So if someone's beautiful on the outside, good for them. But if they're beautiful on the inside, great for them. Yes. That's what I mean. And it's like... Good and I loved it. I'm, I'm gonna go if I need if I need an OBGYN. I'm gonna go to Doctor Tamika Cross. <laughs> she can she can uh, she can check my ovaries anytime. Hey, she can check my ovaries now. Let's end this on some happy news. Okay. Okay. Last story. Story number eight. Price is right. Uh, went a little crazy this week when three contestants on yes. the same show all made a dollar spins on the big wheel, each winning a thousand dollars in a bonus spin. All three used both spins to do so. So they didn't even hit the dollar. They just used a combination of different numbers, uh, which baffled Drew Carey. He was going crazy. The three-way tie resulted in all three spinning to see who entered the showcase. Ultimately, contestant Manfred won that honor and went on to win a car and a cruise in the showcase showdown. We have this clip. Let's end with this one. Look at that. All three. Three-way tie. That's crazy. So I, I have something for you. What's up? When I was on the prices right. You were on the prices. Yes, I was on. The, I was on the prices right, and my I was slipping because of my slip top, so I had to take my shoes off. But I had ninety five. Okay, the girl behind me, she hit ninety, and then she had to spin again. And do you know that she hit the ten and got no. it? And I'm talking about the producers came out. Everybody was like, and of course, you know, they really wanted me to go on. I mean, I had a blast on the show. Everything just stopped, and everybody came out and was like. What just happened? Because I knew I was going to the showcase with 95. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She hit the 90, and she hit that 10, and everybody oh went Oh, my gosh. Because this is a dream of life. I've been watching Price is Right since I was a kid. I've always wanted to go. The Price is Right and Jeopardy are the two shows that I want to go on. Oh, my gosh. And it's I just, had oh. so much fun. On, and I didn't know the price of anything. My boyfriend was like, you are just retail. Like, the, the, I was the first one called up and the last one. And that's because the oh, Navy wow. dudes was like, say this for the motor scooter. And Hilarious. I did what they said, and it got me up. I didn't Hilarious. know the price of anything it was uh, bad you dream, but was you bad. lived my dream for a second oh my god it was so live i uh, loved it who was hosting at the time uh, drew carey oh, okay because you know bob but i didn't know it was drew so i'm um, sitting there like yeah who's this but drew loved me so much that he ended up getting my information because he had just bought into the sounders the soccer stuff and he'd like talk to me he was like let me know when you have a like a tv set and all this stuff when i have first moved here talking about my comedy and they emailed me and they gave me sounders tickets and all type of stuff like i had a blast that's on that what's show. up that's amazing see that's how we like to end it we 
start there, but we finish here because that's the kind of show we are. Headlines with Headliners each and every week right here. Uh, Tuesdays on BHL. That's Black Hollywood Live. Live. You need to make sure to check us out. Send us to your friends. Write comments down below. Share and subscribe. Spread it around uh, like the syphilis that Kanisha swears she never had. What? I'm at I am Teron, the bathrobe heartthrob. Make sure to find me at I am Teron across social media, IG, Twitter, Snapchat, and every Monday and Thursday at 10 p.m. at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. And of course... Hey, guys, you know, you can find me at Kanisha Is Comedy on all social media. You can check me out over on All Deaf Digital and Sirius XM or at the Monistat Owl. I can't wait to come check you out the Monistat Owl. Yeah. Oh, Monistat. Monistat Oh, my bad. I was just thinking about your... Okay, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Hey, shout out to Steve in the booth. Steve, you the man. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, man. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.